morning and welcome to Recipe for Success. My special guest today is Emma Fox. And if you don't know me already, my name is Nancy Giacalone. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, if you've never joined us before, Recipe for Success um, came about from my love of cooking. And as I was standing in the kitchen one day, whipping up a recipe, it occurred to me that there was always one ingredient or technique that was really critical to the outcome or the success of whatever it was I was trying to make. And as I was thinking about it, I realized really the same thing is true in life and in business. So that has that was kind of the um, impetus for this podcast. And it's evolved over time where I've really um, defined my market. And I like to talk to women. I like to talk to successful women doing great things in either their business or their personal life. And we're especially blessed today to have Emma Fox with us because she's doing great things in every aspect of her life. So thank you for joining us, Emma. And um, would you just take a moment to introduce yourself a little bit to the audience and tell them a little bit about you? Yeah. Well, first of all, can I just say that intro? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like in the background kind of like jamming to it a little bit. And then my face came up and I, I think I might be blushing a little. That was impressive. Holy crap. Um, I, my name is uh, Emma Fox. I, uh, I'm probably best known for uh, being one of the consultants over at ePowered Benefits. Um, but I've, I actually have a pretty long career in the carrier side of the insurance business. And uh, I do what I can to advocate and elevate. So I think my name gets around a little. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fairly normal, though, I promise. Nothing, nothing weird. <laughs> You are definitely very normal, um, awesomely normal. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so um, I was aware of you and followed you for quite a while before um, I actually got to meet you, which was kind of fun. And it was a few years ago at um, the Health Rosetta Conference. And I spotted you. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go introduce myself to her because I think yeah. she's she's awesome. And you absolutely took me back because you're like, oh, I'm so excited to meet you. And I'm like, me? <laughs> So, so I remember that. I remember that so fondly, Nancy. I remember how you had your hair, you had bangs, okay, and you had your hair up in this like cute little ponytail. And you walked over to me, and I was so I, I had that like double take, and I was like, oh my god, it's like what what am I supposed to say? I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And thankfully, you totally dealt with my my fangirl moment, and I I will I will never forget it. I've looked up to you for a very long time, and you've been in my backyard for a long time too. I know. Um, so it was it was wonderful to meet you. I totally fangirled. I still do when you post stuff. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Um, okay, so before we jump into business talk, um, because I know there'll be plenty of industry people here that want to hear some of the stuff, some of that stuff, but I kind of want to get a little bit personal today, and I want to start with the fact that you are not a native American. Native no. American. I'm saying that completely wrong. Sorry if I offended anyone. It was not intended that way. You were not born in the United States. Let's let's start no. over again. Um, you came uh, via England. So I'd really like to hear a little bit about how you ended up here in the United States. Um, you know, I I came here as a teenager. I if I'm being totally honest, which I find myself doing more and more of the older I get, I, I just, I knew as soon as I was able to, as soon as, as I was old enough to leave my environment, I would do it. And um, I happened to have met some friends along the way who were American. And so 
really it was just, I got to get out of my current uh, situation, my current life. And so I found myself here. I was barely 18 uh, when I landed in upstate New York. And I think I had the equivalent of like $300 or so, but thankfully I'm a pretty decent hustler and I found my way through. Um, and I started in New York, but I found myself over in Oregon. Of course, I, you know, met a boy and as you do as an 18 year old, you, you just follow them everywhere. And so I did. And I, I ended up in Oregon. I got my very first job through a temp agency at an insurance company. And so um, I, 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 everything was sort of by accident. It was just a, a I have to do this. I have to get away sort of thing. And then I found myself here and, you know, I kind of fell in love with Oregon, to be honest. And I, I have lived there most of my adult life up until recently. And I've stayed in insurance the whole entire time. I love it. Okay. So I'm going back to this comment because I feel like I've <laughs> never heard this and I'm like, great suggestion. <laughs> All right. Say something to us with your, with your English accent. All right, I'm going to do it for you really quick, but you've got to understand where I'm from, we don't speak the Queen's English, which is exactly why I don't do it anymore. But there you go, Carolyn, just for you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I think that it, to me, you are such a great example of someone who has continued to evolve your life. Um, you continue to build on it and evolve it. And I originally was thinking when I was kind of jotting down my notes, I'm like, you've reinvented yourself. And I'm like, that's not the right term because you haven't changed who you are. You really evolved who you are. And I'd love to know um, a little bit about how you've grown into who you are today, because I just think you're such an impressive human being. Gosh, thank you so much. Um, I, you know, it, it's it's been a really wild ride, especially over the last couple of years. I and I kind of outed myself somewhat recently at the Women's Leadership Summit in Vegas, and a lot of women, brilliant, beautiful women who I look up to, were there. And I I got on stage and I told the truth about myself, which has been coming out in bits and pieces here and there, but I spent the majority of my life trying to conceal where I was from and who I was. And it, because it, it felt ugly and not very inspiring. And as it turns out, what COVID did for me, um, aside from totally derail, you know, every other aspect of my life was it really forced me to spend time with myself. I really didn't have a choice. I couldn't, you know, divert to work or just social circles anymore. I was forced to just sit with myself for a long time. And it's probably the hardest exercise I've ever done. And what I found was people really started to appreciate me and where I was from, which, which yeah, kind of had a little bit of imposter syndrome in the beginning. But you're right. I haven't reinvented myself, but I have started being more honest with people about who I really am and what my background is because it does contribute to what I'm capable of today. Um, it, it also gives me some barriers and some limitations as well. But the more I talk about it, the more um, help I get, the more support I get from the people around me. Um, and it's, it's so far, so far, so good. I've only put my foot in my mouth a few times. Um, nothing only I can recover from. <laughs> but so far, so good. So you're right. And it's, it's been really, uh, it's been terrifying. Even as I'm talking to you about it right now, my heart is, my heart rate is increasing a little because it's hard to just show up 
truly authentically. We, we talk about being authentic, but what does that really mean? We talk about what our values are, but when we truly like give ourselves to, to an audience or another person, it's pretty freaking terrifying. Um, it also happens to be pretty liberating as well. So I, I, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last few years. Um, well, I love that. And I, I can relate to that on, on so many levels because I, I have often said that that was probably the biggest blessing that COVID gave to me is I really did have to spend time with myself and I really felt myself, I mean, I'm probably twice your age, but I really finally start to feel feel comfortable with myself. And I know because you were there last week um, when I actually got on and just, you know, kind of ripped it open and said, well, this is a little bit about who I am because I had felt the same way. I'd always felt somewhat embarrassed. I mean, that sounds like a harsh word, but that's kind of how I felt about my background, who I was in the industry. I felt kind of small and I, I don't feel that way anymore, which is, which is, which is, you know, such, such an absolute um, blessing. And, and I think you um, also are to be thanked for not only some of the things that helped me, but helped a lot of other people because during COVID, you came up with this brilliant idea. Let's have a coffee break. <laughs> yeah, the coffee let's, break. <laughs> let's, let's talk about the coffee breaks. Um, gosh, they they have become such a monster in the best way possible. Um, so I am a very, very, very social person. I love listening to people. I love asking a, a million questions. And when COVID happened, of course, we, we just lost the ability to be together. And I saw all these posts. It was breaking my heart. All these posts were like, I miss this human connection. And so I said, you know, let's just throw out a Zoom meeting. And it didn't really have a name. The first one, it was just like, here's a Zoom link. If you want, like, come hang out with me for a little bit. And I had that moment where I was like, is anyone going to show up to my party? I'm not sure. But like 36 people came and I was like, awesome. And we just talked about what was going on, how scared we were, how confused everyone was. And we said crazy, this was back in like March of 2020. We said crazy things like, this will be over by summer, no big deal. <laughs> I remember and those first few. <laughs> And then um, I was like, let's do this again. And so I did it again. And, and over time, we decided we really, we, did, we don't want to do all the talking. We only have so much to share. Like, I, I think I'm fairly brilliant, but like, I have a limit, you know, like I can only talk about so much. And so we started inviting people to share whatever their brilliance was. And we've been doing that now. I don't even know what episode we're on, but it's been more than two years. We do it every other week. And I think we feature just about everything. But it's amazing because people show up and we we spend time asking people how they are. What do you want to share? And people have shared some deep stuff. You know, people have been having hard times and you can just come. It's your community. I don't care if your health, Rosetta, next gen, you powered. I don't, it doesn't matter. You don't have to have an affiliation. And then of course the coffee breaks became something much bigger than that too. So it's um it's been incredible. Like what a wonderful way to make friends. Cause it's hard. I got to tell you, Nancy, it's hard to make friends as an adult. It's very awkward and uncomfortable. You, don't, you do not have to tell me that at all. <laughs> but you can like, it's, it, it's, 
it, it just inviting people into a, creating a space, I think, is, is step one, right? Just saying, like, come talk to me, like, please in, be invited. And and people show up because they, they, they want that. They want that camaraderie and that community. And I, I love it. We still do it every other week. Uh, and 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 if you have never attended one of um, Emma and David's coffee breaks, they're phenomenal. Um, honestly, there's always so much value. Even if you're thinking, oh, the topic isn't quite for me, you're going to walk away with something every single time. That is that is my guarantee to you. Um, so another thing, I think the coffee break is a great example of that. But there's so many other ways, Emma, that honestly, you lift people up. That's the one quality I would say that I admire in you more than anything else. Over and above your brilliance and everything else, you have this innate ability and desire to lift others up. And I just think that's so beautiful. Um, you do it within the uh, within Nehu. You've done it with um, your Validation Institute. You've you've done it in so many areas. What what drives you to do that? It's it's totally selfish. So it, here's what it really comes down to. Uh, my my life on this earth is probably going to be shorter than I want it to be, and I I'm not super comfortable with that. But what I what I am comfortable with is knowing that whatever time I spend here. I want people to remember that I made them feel good. That that's really what I'm going for because that that makes me feel good. And I said this somewhat recently, but I want to be a woman that another woman says she is awesome. Like she is so cool and she is so kind and she is so nice because how many of us have met women that are not that, right? They're around. It happens. We we talk about it every now and then. I just I really it matters to me. It matters to me to be someone that other people look to and say, she did something for me. She changed something for me. She helped me. She supported me. That makes me feel so freaking good. And that that's that's all I'm trying to do is all I'm trying to do. And you know what else? People love the opportunity to share who they are. And we're so scared. As an example, you and I just shared it, right? We're so afraid of just sharing who we are. But if someone gives us the space to do that safely and comfortably, it something really beautiful happens. Uh, that's all I'm trying to do. And there are so many incredible women in this industry that just need the time and the space to, to kind of express who they are. And I love it. It never, ever gets old, ever, ever. You know, I, I think as a female who's been um, in the professional world for a little longer than you. Um, I Originally, we were a little bit of an anomaly, even in this industry. And I think we protected ourselves. I shouldn't say we, I think a lot of women protected themselves and were afraid that somebody else coming up would take something away from them. And so I think that's where some of that, I, I felt that sometimes women were crueler to me than men were. And I, and I really see that starting to change and it changes with people being the example. So you're a beautiful example of how to lift others up. And I've been, I mean, this has been flooded with comments and I mean, I can see a few Susan Combs is another example of someone who lifts so many people up. Callie Ortega, um, Carolyn Grant, Don McFarland. I mean, honestly, Jolene Bryant, all these people are women that support other women. And that is such a beautiful quality. And if I did not say your name, I'm sorry, I just didn't. <laughs> I, I'm trying to do multiple things at one time. But but honestly, um, 
it is such a great movement and I see it change. I really can see a significant change within the last five years. And I would hope that five years from now, we don't even have to have this conversation because it's just something we automatically do. Yeah. And I want to give a quick shout out to Megan Chiarello because she oh, yes. wrote an article um, she about she's she, exactly that. Yes, Megan, exactly that. She she wrote an article a couple of years ago now about exactly that, that it's so important that women support women. And often we're we're not we sometimes we're oppressed by men. We know that. But we are more oppressed more frequently by women yes. than we are. And it's I remember coming into the industry, I'm sure you do too. Women, especially successful women, can be intimidating. Susan Combs still scares the crap out of me, but she's like <laughs> my favorite human, right? But she's she's so successful and so confident. But I just I so want to be like her and so many other women. And I think if we take that approach instead of the the Queen Bee approach, as Megan so eloquently put it in her article, we can all achieve so, so, so much more. Yeah, I would only be scared of Susan in the gym because I'm pretty sure she could kick my ass. But other than that, she's asked me to go to CrossFit with her like yeah. five times. Every time I just change the subject, I'm like, I know, oh, I know. Please. I'm like, okay, no, no, Susan. I mean, I absolutely adore her, but I am never stepping foot in the gym with you. No thanks. So, um, okay, so we are going to take a moment, and um, we are going to uh, we're going to talk about healthcare. All so. Right. We're going to talk about, um, let's start with what drew you to transparent benefits, because I know there's some people that may or may not be in the industry, but Emma and her husband, David, are really pioneers and um, kind of the tip of the arrow, the spear that's really um, leading us to try to make a change in the entire healthcare the way we access and pay for healthcare, let's put it that way. I think that breaks it down better. Let's take insurance out of the equation for just a moment and let's just talk about healthcare. So what drew you to this? Um, it was a couple things. First of all, it was by accident, right? My, my very first job was I was placed through a staffing agency at an insurance company. And so I, to me, I was foreign and insurance, health insurance especially was a foreign concept to me. So I kind of landed here by, by accident, but then, and I've told this story before, but real briefly, I was in a pretty serious car accident back in 2005, early 2005. And um, even though I had insurance through an employer, you know, this is pre-ACA, it absolutely financially devastated my life. Like one car hitting my car as I was driving down the road. And that financial devastation, it, it, it permeated my life for 12 years before I finally said, I'm done. And at that point, I had a pretty good job with a good salary. I was very comfortable. I had a, another kid by then because um, I was pregnant with my first during the, the accident. Um, and I had to file medical bankruptcy because of, of that experience. And all the while I was working at insurance companies thinking I can, I can do something, I can change something. And unfortunately I was wrong. Like I couldn't, I, I was just one person in a very big organization. And so it became really important to me because it, it was a source of shame. It was a source of embarrassment. It was another thing that I didn't want to share with people. You know, I kept it concealed. Um, but I realized that if we don't talk about it, we can't do anything about it. Nobody understands how impactful and important it is. And so I jump shipped from the carrier side and uh, a lovely TPA in Montana picked me right up. Uh, Trevor Dare actually recruited me. Uh, he's one of my biggest mentors. 
And from there, I was able to emphasize like how important the care portion is and, and how it shouldn't be attached to the finances. We shouldn't have people who are sick and ill and trying to get well, also worrying about whether their financial life will be devastated if they do get well. Um, and so it really became a, a personal point of advocacy for me. And thankfully, I've been enrolled for a number of years now that have let me you know, do things that, that help people get care without worrying about going bankrupt at the same time. So for those that don't know, um, transparent health benefits and transparent plans do things a lot differently than you're used to. Um, it might look the same. You're going to have an ID card that, you know, makes you feel secure because everyone needs that ID card in their, in their wallet, but the payment methods behind it are quite a bit different. And it can be stressful to people when they when they change to a different system that they're unfamiliar with. And it can be a little bit scary. But you not only had this, this um, event early in your life that drew you to this, now you're, you're entrenched in the world. You live in the world of transparent health benefits. And you have a son that has some medical needs um, because he's, he has autism. Brilliant kid. I'm so impressed. The cooking is, I mean, I should have him on my show next. Um, <laughs> but um, how has it been for you accessing healthcare in a different model? Um, it, it's, it's, it, it's tricky. It's, it's hard to change what you've been taught your whole entire existence. And, and keep in mind, I grew up in a universal healthcare system. So yes. my experience with healthcare growing up was very different. Um, and then coming into this environment and not understanding how I would afford to even get my son's diagnosis, which was uh, an issue for me early on, um, just getting that assessment for him was a struggle or getting him, you know, this medication, that medication, this assessment was really difficult. For me, it's, it's obviously not so hard anymore, but being an advocate for yourself and stopping to ask questions is probably the most powerful thing that you can do, is, is simply just ask questions at the point of service and the point of care. And, um, you know, we find things out, crazy things, like um, if you just, if you were just to ask your provider, what is the cash pay amount? you'd be floored to find out that it's a third of the cost usually of what your insurance plan is going to be billed and probably less than your out-of-pocket on your health plan. It's just that people don't understand. They, they haven't been taught. Nobody has told them, you know, that this is another option for you. We've, we've been programmed to believe that we absolutely have to have insurance in order to consume healthcare. So you kind of have to break that cycle a little bit. And it takes a lot of education and a lot of handholding which I happen to like doing for my clients, but it's, it's, it's work. It truly is. Well, I think that um, another thing that is a really important discussion is you talk about being your own personal advocate and it, it doesn't matter what insurance you have. It doesn't matter if you're on a fully insured plan, individual Medicare, anything, you still always have the opportunity to be your own advocate. You always have the opportunity to ask questions. If you're sitting at the doctor's office and they're starting to write you a prescription, ask them why, ask them if there's alternatives. Is there diet and exercise I can try first? Is there, you know, is there a generic alternative? How long will I need to be on this? But we have been trained in our society that when a doctor says, says something, we're like, okay, okay. And we don't think we have any power or any control in that situation. But we have to start retraining everybody 
to be involved in their own health. And, mm -hmm. and that starts before we even get into the doctor's office, but we have to be involved in our own health. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with that more. I think people are, are taking the advice of, of policies and administrators. And uh, I would love to see people connect more with their with their primary care doctor. You know, we talk about that a lot, but just having a better relationship with your primary care doctor, it could change a, a, a wealth of your healthcare experience just right off the bat. So you're totally right, absolutely. Okay, so we've talked about how full your plate is. And Emma says, <laughs> hmm, I don't have enough going on, so I'm gonna create a course. That's right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to teach other people how to become transparent health advisors. And I'm going to do it through the Validation Institute so it can be uh, accredited. Okay, what what led you to that decision? Um, so actually, this was a little inspiration from uh, my husband, who has a he created a co-consultant program back in 2018, where he was he was basically giving away his knowledge and, and his expertise to co-consultants. And, and he was so inspiring to me. And I thought, you know, there must be a way for us to, to get this out to more people uh, and, and to get it uh, credentialed in a way that, you know, because imposter syndrome starts to seep in and you're like, is anyone actually going to be interested? So having some uh, industry data giant like the Validation Institute say this this stuff is legit was, was an important part of that. But um, I spent about a year and a half working on this um, over the COVID, you know, the initial COVID uh, quarantine and lockdown. So I did actually have a little bit of time back then. Um, and I, I took a lot of, of what we do. And truly, the course is what we do at ePowered. We're basically sharing this is exactly how we build our plans. And these are the results that we get. Um, so the course is now available. We taught the first uh, curriculum in February in Phoenix. And now we've got uh, classes going uh, all over the country this year. And then, of course, it's available online. But it gives you a a designation to be, you know, CHVA or Certified Health Value Advisor qualified so that you can do uh, what we do if, if that's what you want to do. Well, um, I was fortunate enough to be in the, uh, the first class um, in Phoenix, and it was a phenomenal course. Uh, we all go to events and things and five hours is the amount of time that that, that program ran. And that can seem like that can seem like a chunk of time, especially if you're in a, a, a a program that is less than um, engaging, but you do such a beautiful job um, at you and David, it was uh, both of you presenting as far as how you engaged, how you shared, you were very honest about the challenges um, that come along with building these type of programs as well as the benefits. And I think that that is, I think that is the key to helping more people get rid of the imposter syndrome that, that, that accompanies, okay, I'm going to do this for the first time. I have this accreditation. I know other people that are doing it. I know others are going to walk alongside me and help me get through this and confidently communicate it. So for anyone that has not taken it, potentially considering it, uh, I will say live's best, but if you can't do live um, online, I'm sure will be phenomenal as well. So, yeah. okay, let's see. I had a couple comments on that. Great course with great instruction. Mark Testa. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> Melissa. Yes, a phenomenal course. So lucky to have participated. I felt the same way. I mean, it really was, it was great. Um, so, and I know that doing it for the first time is always a little bit scary too. You know, you know that you 
that you've gone through all the due diligence, but how are people going to respond? Are they going to like <laughs> it? Are they going to think that we don't know what we're talking about? Oh but, my uh, gosh. Yeah. And you know what else? You always got to think like, is there a heckler in the room? Is there going to be that one person that that's no, he like, was on stage with you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're, so you were safe. Eternal, yeah. Unless he's in the audience, you're, you're pretty yeah. safe there. But, I felt like you, know, you were pretty safe. <laughs> So, okay. So um, last but not least, um, while we're on industry news, let's talk about the U Powered Symposium, because of course that was the event in Arizona that we keep kind of alluding to. It was where your first validation course um, came through. Okay. So you've been doing the coffee break for a while. Everything's going great. Emma's sitting on the couch, probably drinking a glass of wine and looks at Dave and says, Hey, let's do a conference. <laughs> at least this is how it's going on in my mind. Tell me about I how think, you yeah. came <laughs> You must have access to my ring cameras because that's almost exactly how it happened. I um and and I see he's he's commenting, so he can back me up oh, on yeah. this. But I I people kept giving us feedback. Like every time they would come on a coffee break, people would say, I wish we could do this in person. I wish we could do this in person. And I was like, Yeah, me too. And then I, literally one evening, I think we were preparing dinner or something, and I so I looked at David and I said, I think we should, like, what if we had a conference? And he's, you know, he's on his phone, he's on TikTok or something. And he's like, yeah, babe, that sounds great. And I'm like, okay. And then I think like the next week I was like, okay, I booked this for Phoenix and the can't, and he's like, whoa, 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 what, what is this? And I, you know, I, I, I shout him out a lot, but I also, I rib him a lot too, that he is the most supportive any, any harebrained scheme I come up with, he's like, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice, but if you decide to go through with it, we're just, you know, I got you, I got your back. And that's exactly what he did. Um, so in September, last September, we were like, we're going to host a conference and it's going to recreate all of our best coffee breaks, essentially all of the best content, all of the best speakers that were most highly rated. And, um, and, and, and we did, and I have an incredible team. Alexandra on my team was a godsend, you know, she helped me plan it all. And then we had a bunch of incredible speakers and we, we tried to bring like all the best things from all the conferences we go to, we tried to just mash them all up together and we put out surveys, you know, what do people want? What do attendees want? And we took that to heart and we implemented as much of the feedback as we could. And we had the symposium in February. Well, um, again, I was there and I've been to, I've been to so many conferences over the years. We all have, and it was so different than anything else I've ever attended. And by different, I mean, in all the best ways. And I'm pretty sure that anyone that was there would agree with me on this point. Um, the energy was contagious and the, the focus on supporting each other and doing the right thing was again, something that was very different than anything that I've ever been to before. So kudos, hats off, you know, cheers and all of that good stuff for what a phenomenal job you guys did. It was, it was really brilliant. And <clears throat> um, so I know some people would know, but others don't, will there be an encore in 2023? <laughs> Yes, unfortunately for David, there will be an encore, and uh, we are we're we were booked. Actually, we are doing it February fifth to the eighth, twenty twenty three, and it will be uh, in Miami, Florida, at the Biltmore Hotel. Actually, we're um, 
we're ne next year will be will our theme is to bring the tried and true with the innovative and new. We we know how important it is to have all perspectives at the table, and so the Biltmore seemed like a, a good spot to bring some good tradition with some good group of innovators. Well, that's a fabulous place. So I'm excited. I will definitely be there. And, you know, I actually love that you and I did not know that was the theme of, of your next conference. But, um, you know, that I'm always one that says we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um, it's really important because the things we're talking about can't work for everybody yet. And I do say yet. Um, mm -hmm. so we have to be able to figure out how we build those bridges to get people to where they need to be. So I think that that's, um, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, brilliant. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, everyone shared. Yes, it was, it was really phenomenal. Okay. So anything we didn't cover industry wise before we move on to the five burning questions. I don't know, but I, before we do move on, I do want to let everybody in the audience know if anybody needs an award event host, Nancy and her <laughs> cohort, cohort, Ben Winfield did an absolutely incredible Oscar inspired job at the award ceremony. It was fantastic. It was funny. And it brought it, exactly the, the finale that we, that we really wanted to the conference. So you did a, an amazing job and I'm sure everybody that was there would agree. It was so funny and so lighthearted. It was wonderful. Oh, thank you. It was a lot of fun. I have to admit it was a lot of fun. I was nervous, but it was super fun. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so everyone gets subjected to my five burning questions. So hopefully you are ready for them. We'll start yeah. with the easy one. We always just, just a little softball to get you to get you primed. So what is your absolute favorite food in the world and can you cook it? My absolute favorite food is curry, actually. And uh, I love really spicy curry. I grew up eating it a lot and I absolutely can cook it. Yes, I can. Oh, well, awesome. Okay. So what's the one character trait that you admire most in other people and why? Honesty. I um it's been a it's been a very, very, very important value in my life, if not the most important one. And I really appreciate it in others. And I know it doesn't always land well and sometimes it's hard to swallow, but I always I've been very, very appreciative of people who are honest. Um before I add to that, because I just did a post about this on Tuesday, um, because honesty is one of my core values. Um I love honesty with when it's combined with kindness. Yeah. Because some people use honesty as a bludgeon, and I don't like it when it's used that way. Um, okay. I know you are not the person the type of person that would ever do that, but um, I think that that's an important distinction. Maybe not to others, but <laughs> I'll leave that. For, we'll like, leave that unsaid. <laughs> so, um, okay. So if I flip the script and I turn the mirror on you, what would be the one character trait that you possess that you're most proud of and why? It's, um, I don't know if this is a, a character trait or how to describe it, but I, um, and I have gotten, this is, this is one that's good and bad, but I, I care a lot about writing injustices. I, I really, um, down to my core, if I find something that is not right for me or anybody else, anybody I care about or anybody in general, I will go out of my way to right the wrong. Um, 
And I, I don't know what character trait that is exactly, but it's always lived in me and it's always absolutely consumed me. But I've learned, uh, I've learned to really appreciate that about myself over, over time. Um, I think that definitely is a character trait. It's you care about fairness. I do. You know, really that's, yeah. that's what the, that's what the bottom line is. Yeah. Uh, a couple of, we had a couple um, follow-ups <laughs> to be honest. I, I like this one. Honesty with kindness. Elegant honesty is what I call it. Jessica, that is amazing. And Susan says, yeah, you would love it. I, can I be honest? And then you get hit with a hammer. No one likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Anyway, oh yes, Cal is another one that is definitely believes in writing injustices. She is definitely with you on that page. Okay, so what has been your biggest career challenge to date and why? Oh, um, you know, I've had a few. I think my biggest challenge was, it was actually coming over to, to ePowered, I think. It was my first my first uh, big leap that I took that didn't feel totally safe. You know, when you go into business with someone or for yourself, there's a lot of trepidation. And that was, it was hard for me to overcome my lack of confidence. Um, I still struggle with it, you know, day to day. And it was, it was, it was challenging for me the first year or so to kind of, to find my, my footing and my confidence in being more entrepreneurial than I had been before. So that was really hard, but it's, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've done too. I think usually the hardest things are the most rewarding in the long run. Yeah. I mean, okay. So what's your secret talent or something people would be surprised to learn about you? Um, I don't think this is a secret, but I, I am, a I, I, <laughs> I do bake cakes. I don't just bake cakes. I actually, um, I used to have a cake decorating business on the side. And so I, I'm actually quite a, a, nearly a commercial baker and I make all kinds of character cakes and three tiered. I've made four tiered wedding cakes and um, not a lot of people know that about me. I don't think. I didn't I, know I that. Cakes. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Of course, I love that sort of thing. So I'll expect to see some pictures of those on Instagram soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show so, everybody. Very nice. Okay. You're almost out of the hot seat, but the final question is, um, who's the one person that, um, famous or otherwise, that you would most like to meet in real life and sit down and have a cup of coffee with and a conversation and why? Um, I'm going to go with, I, I just, I've loved him for so long and I think my husband's distracted and not watching right now. So I'm going to say Simon Sinek. I really admire him a lot. I've, I've read a lot of his work. I've, I watch a lot of his talks um, and I find him to be really humble and inspiring. And I would love to sit and talk to him. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to out you because uh, Susan said that most of us also <laughs> do not know <laughs> that um, you were a retired uh, bodybuilder. I am. Yeah. I, okay. I was going to go with that, but I didn't want upstage Susan, who is not a retired CrossFitter. Um, I did. Yeah. I, I, I used to do bodybuilding competitively and um, which is a part of my story. I, for, for a long time, for my whole adult life, I was uh, morbidly obese, very, you know, I was very uh, unwell, actually very obese. And, 
Um, I got into shape. I lost a lot of weight. I found bodybuilding and I did up until about 2018, I was competitively bodybuilding. Yeah. So that is true. And I believe, um, again, because we're just all putting you on the spot here, along with, that, <laughs> along with that bodybuilding and weight loss journey, I believe you were a little bit of an Instagram star there for a while. Yeah, yeah, I was. I um, I did, I did some coaching uh, for for <laughs> Carolyn's like putting on the spot. Um, I I did some coaching, and a couple of people picked up my story uh, too. I I you know when you lose that much weight, that people people look to you for advice. Like how how do you do it? How would I do it? How what you know what advice do you have to give me? And so I did get quite a big uh, following for a while. I got published in a few magazines and. Um, thankfully that that's died down a little. Um, it was a lot of fun, but it, again, putting yourself out there, especially like, you know, in right. bodybuilding bikinis and stuff, it's, it can be a little scary. So that, that part of my life is not totally gone, but it's a lot more quieter than it used to be. I actually love that, um, that Susan kind of called you out on it because if you really think <laughs> about, um, if you think about the arc of your, like we talked about it, your evolution, it was really kind of when you began to own yourself and take responsibility for the results in your life. And that has gone from personal to professional to personal to professional, and it just grows and gets bigger and bigger. And I just think that's such a beautiful story. And so I am, I'm actually glad she brought that up because I wasn't, I probably wouldn't have done it on my own. So. You can rely um, on Susan to throw the ball. I, I can sure. rely on Susan. So she's our heckler. So now, now she's the de designated heckler. Anyway, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. It was such a lovely conversation. If people want to know more about um, the Certified Transparent Health Advisor, how would they learn more about that or ePowered? Just you have so many things going on. What would be the best way for people to get that kind of information from you? You can follow the ePowered LinkedIn company page. We usually post a lot of the, the technical educational stuff there. Or if you follow me on LinkedIn, I generally post uh, whenever something's going on as well. Or you can check out the Validation Institute where the, the Certified Health Value Advisor course lives um, as well. So I'm, I'm pretty accessible, I think. She definitely is. And um, she's a, just an, an absolute blessing to our industry. So thank you so much, Emma. I appreciate your time today. And um, we will chat soon. Thanks, Nancy. Bye-bye. Bye.